Welcome back to Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? I'm so done with this stupid weather, dude. Yeah, I what is I happening? Can't, I can't take this. Like, it's blistering hot, and mm-hmm. it's like a monsoon in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do? Um, yesterday, <laughs> I had to go to a wake. Uh, oh, a, fr- so a, fr- a friend of mine's mom passed away very suddenly. By the way, it was it was Ooh. she went in for a routine wow. procedure and and oh, did not no, come out that's, of it. I don't like very bad, that very bad. We don't like it. But anyway, no. on the way home, it was very sad. Rest in peace. On the mm. way home, I I decided to walk instead of getting picked up. And let me tell you, it was like walking in a swimming pool, but without <laughs> the refreshing swimming pool aspect. I was mm. just soaked. And I took. I wound up taking off my button down. I want. Mm-hmm. I had to do a waddle, like you know when when you're when you're really starting to get all, all like chafy. You start to kind of like a little, kinda, little swampy. You kind of hike up the underwear into the crevices to kind of soak up some right. moisture. So right, I'm right, doing right. that. I'm walking around. I'm literally waddling down the street, down 14th mm-hmm. Avenue in Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. waddling like a penguin. And it was just awful. I got home, and I I contemplated Andy. I contemplated doing full cam girl pose in front of the air conditioner. Oh, you totally should have. But I didn't because the children were still awake. You should so have. Been I nice. didn't do it. So <laughs> un- unfortunately, I didn't. wasn't able to do it. But folks, you're here. You're listening. You're watching. You made it. You made it to here. What is here? This is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. That's right. This is the Internet's number one video game news podcast starring people you've never heard of. Probably. The show posts each and every single Tuesday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice and later on a video on demand on YouTube.com slash dual screens TV. And why do I say later on demand? Because we do this show live every single Tuesday, 9 p.m. on Twitch.tv slash dual screens streams. If you want to support this show, aside from viewing it, sharing it with your friends, you could do so with just one dollar. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on fire. We can't continue to grow without all your support. And you guys right now, your money, all of the money that you give us between basically from like March to, mm-hmm. I don't know, August mm-hmm. um, has been going towards PAX, getting us to PAX. Mm-hmm. So... PAX West, baby. PAX so West. For that. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to go. So we need, you, we need your help. To get there. All right, Andy, let's get right into the show mm-hmm. with the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Andy, what have you been playing? So I am up to Metroid Prime on my current play all the Metroid games okay. extravaganza, okay. as it were. Okay. You know what I forgot about that game, Steven? How good it is? Well, there's that. Yeah. There's no camera control. No. And yeah. I totally forgot. I was like, holy shit. I, the C-Stick is doing jack shit. That C was... Shit. 
And I was like, this, I can't, how do you not have in a first person game? I, I forgot how that functioned minute. actually. Like that was, it wasn't necessarily on rails, but it was just like push forward, push backwards. Oh no, it was totally free roam. But it had like that weird L targeting shit. Right, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and you can't, but you can't just like I want to shoot that thing. I'm just gonna aim a little bit like that and shoot it. Right. You have to like right. get the gun in the right spot. And right. It's all about focus. Yeah. It's very targeting. old school FPS design. Right. It's almost like a right. You know, like Doom was just left to right for mm-hmm. forever. Like it was just. Mm-hmm panning left and right and you just had to line mm-hmm. up your center with whatever you were shooting it wasn't really mm-hmm. your gun didn't move it wasn't until i think the yeah, probably probably the playstation era mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. kind of changed that a little bit maybe playstation right. 2 i don't remember right so did some of that and then remember you were sad last week you I had do. some sad stories i, do. I, yeah. ha- I have a mad a mad oh mad an story anger story so I got the true secret ending in Returnal. Oh, okay. Okay. And it left me even more confused than it was before. So oh, there's that's, that. That's fair. So yeah. now I'm on the whole like Sounds video right. essay hunt that makes sense on YouTube to explain this goddamn game to me. Okay. We could just uh, get some of the developers right. on and talk to them. About yes. It. That's also a goal at some okay. point. Okay. At some point. I still have to beat the game. But I was going through all the trophies and doing oh. some cleanup and okay. I realized that two of them that I got early on didn't pop. Oh. <gasps> And they're ones for beating the first and second act. So mm-hmm. I have to delete my save data mm-hmm. and then play again from the beginning mm-hmm. like it's the first time to pop them. That's not good. So I'm mad that I have to essentially offload my save file to a USB stick, then play it with all without my upgrades through annoying bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then That's not good. And then so I'm a little pissed at that. That's not good. A little pissed. Come on, Shuhei. What are you doing, man? Aside from that, that's all I've been playing. Shuhei's fucking uh, up. Metroid and Returnal. I came is so addictive. I can't stay mad at it for too long, though. Right. That, that's like the most addicting gameplay I've played in a very long time. Yeah. Speaking of addictive game. Yes, tell me. Uh, I'm playing Stardew Valley. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, never played Stardew Valley that until is this weekend. Time, time Suck Farm. That's um, what it is. <laughs> that's what that game is. <laughs> I tell you what. It, it, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to see like how it evolves mm-hmm. and everything. One thing I'm disappointed in. One thing. Hmm. Just, it's always the same. It's, you know, like all the all the villagers, all those people, they're all the same. And, like, the game really doesn't change except for, like, the starting farm and your hmm. decisions. But, like, everything else is kind of the same. And I wish it was a little bit hmm. more fluid. I wish it was a little bit more open-ended. I feel like that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Are you romancing people yet? Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to give them things, but it's not working. I forgot mm-hmm. to change our overlay to the appropriate mm-hmm. overlay, so I'm going to do that while we're talking. You, you do that. that that's, that's there a it is. Right there we you. did it. Eric, there you go. There we are. <laughs> good <laughs> job. Totally forgot to do that. Good, good job. Just you and me, baby. Here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm playing it for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Miss Envy and I were playing together, and I've been having a great time. Um, hmm. So it's been a lot of fun. Big dumb idiot. You'll love to see it, Vegas. Uh, all right. So yeah, I've been playing that. I've been I've been still going through Biomutant, and the more I play Biomutant, the more I'm falling in love with it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just like it more and more as as I'm playing it. Um, they they added a targeting, a lock on. I don't know if yeah. I told you that. Yes, yes, yes. They added lock on, which makes it so 
much easier. It's a game changer, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> the only thing that you can't do, though, and I don't know why they made this decision, is you can't lock on and do ranged attacks. You can't use your gun mm. locked on. As soon Weird. as you as soon as you shoot, it gets a w- rid of lock on, so you could like fluidly go bounce around or whatever. Yeah, but for strange. melee combat, it's okay. there, which is cool. All right, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there eventually. Yeah, but I digress. It, it's a it's a lot of fun, I, and you know. I feel like the game would have gotten much more buzz if it was a little cheaper and it was 40 bucks at launch. Um, I think I believe it was for, I don't, I don't think so. That is not a $60 um, game. I think it was. It can't, it can't be. No I way. It was. <laughs> I, I'm pretty, I, I'm, I think it was. That's I could a, be wrong, but I think it was. Um, I don't, I don't think so. What else have you been playing? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I played some, uh, we, we went over this before, I think last week, but I played Sea of Thieves, you know that. Um, Are you still on that kick? Is it part um, of the rotation? As yeah, I, I need to get back into it. I haven't played it since mm-hmm. the last time, but I, it's, it's on my brain. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the problem I'm having now. It's on my brain. So mm-hmm. it's something I definitely want to play. All right, let's get into the uh, indie news update, Andy. You have some indie news update, and this is from a former guest of the show. Oh, the yeah. Podcast. Good friends of the show, 1047 Studios, their game Splitgate, which is Portal of Meets Halo, is out now on all the things. Mm-hmm. PS5, PS4, mm-hmm. Series X, Xbox One, PC. The open cross-play beta is going on right now. It's totally free, and the game will be free to play when it launches in July 27th. Mm-hmm. So get on that shit now. That game is a lot of fun. Please check it out. It's a great. It's a great multiplayer shooter. Yes. If you like those, those games guys. and you miss good Halo multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, or you've fallen off of it, or it's gotten too much for you. Like I know some people that think Halo multiplayer has gotten has added too many layers to it. This mm-hmm. is very bare bones. It's run around, shoot each other, and have a great time. And it really is. Well, I think their own words were like there were more fun than Halo is. That's like right. that, that's like the right. quote for the century. It's a quote right. for the century. <laughs> that that is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> um, all right, Andy, let's get into the dual screens report. And the first thing we're going to start off with, as is tradition, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk PlayStation to start things mm-hmm. off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I know what you mean. You know what I mean? That all right. So <laughs> we got a couple of we, we had a uh, a uh, state of play mm-hmm. uh, July. Yeah. This was the. Um, Third party and indies state of play, if I remember correctly. That slash was, it was t- death loop. Mm-hmm. Slash death loop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had uh, Moss was book two. So remember mm-hmm. Moss, the VR game? Yeah, um, the little mouse. That's probably what I, critically, one of the best PlayStation VR games that had, that had been on PSVR. So seeing mm-hmm. that it has a sequel is no. Shock to anyone, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we got mm-hmm. Arca- um, Arcade Geddon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's PS5. It's, that's Ilphonic. It's a weird one. Yeah. This is the a. Makers of Predator and Friday the 13th. Right. This is a loot. Yeah, weird. This is a loot based <laughs> uh, shooter, which are, which are definitely, I would say, um, trigger words for me. You, you know? know, I kind of feel like. You know, th- this is a great team, but I feel like they kind of flubbed with Predator. This sounds like maybe we'll find some success with this cutesy-looking looter shooter kind of a thing. Right. But, che- but, but we'll check see. out, do you know the premise of this game? 
uh something about arcade games yeah that, so yeah here it is gilly this is coming from the playstation blog by the way gilly okay. the owner of a local arcade is trying to save his business from a faceless mega corporation to do mm-hmm. so he takes all of the top arcade games and connects them all to make a super game unfortunately Ooh. said mega corporation fun fun co hacks the game <laughs> fun fun co fun fun co hacks gotcha. the game and injects a virus you and your friends need to save the game and the last hometown arcade. So it's an ever-evolving multiplayer shooter allowing you to play solo uh, or with up to three friends to explore multiple mm-hmm. biomes, uh, play mini games, find hidden chests, defeat numerous mm-hmm. enemy types, and boss levels. It's a co-op multiplayer experience that provides a mix of PvE and PvP experiences that allows for all different speeds of play. As you continue to play, you can take on additional challenges from the local gangs that hang out in Gilly's Arcade. These will earn you much more street cred. Speaking of street cred, earn your spot on global leaderboards. Um, so that, that sounds pretty cool. Not going to lie. Uh, that sounds yeah. like a really interesting thing. And that's, that, that's out right now, right? I believe. Um, in beta, beta early, form, access, early access. Early okay, access. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, we also have, uh, Norsefeld games action RPG called tribes of Midgard. Oh, that's, that's like, that's like the shit that game, you know, you know, Midgard, you Keeping know, a close eye on that game since they announced it a while back. Right. right. Tribes of Midgard. Um, yeah, Future this guests is... of the show, by the way, just In... so you know. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. I did yes. not know that. Very much, really. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. So, oh, yeah. um, so this is a this is a uh, action RPG. It's about collecting runes and powering up, and that it's right up my alley as well. There, they, this mm-hmm. whole thing is speaking to me, which mm-hmm. is scary. And then here's another one: Fist. Ooh, Fist looks really good. Fist looks uh, really Fist good. Fist looks really, really good. <laughs> it, it, it's, it has that Wild 9 sort of like PS1 weirdness that I love so yeah. much about it. It's a rabbit in a combat mech with a giant freaking hand. Right. How could you go wrong with a giant... And it's a Metroidvania. Mech Please, hand. God, yes. I want it. Metroidvania. Want it. So the, the only thing... That it, it re... Um, it reminds me of... Um, uh, Biomutant a little bit like mm. where it could be a little bit more polished maybe yeah say. yeah but it it looks like yeah. it could be um it it could be a little bit of that high double a mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type thing you know yeah I'm seeing that with this which sure. which is you know th- there's nothing wrong with that but whatever um mm-hmm. Hunter's Arena Legends uh it's a 30 player melee uh mat uh game that comes to the PlayStation Plus It'll be mm-hmm. joining PlayStation Plus on August 3rd. I don't know anything about this game. So um, I, I read yeah. about this game a little bit. I saw yeah. that it totally like bombed on Steam when it came out okay. a while ago. It had like a five-player concurrent thing going oh, no. on. Oh, that's terrible. Wasn't well-received. I'm not sure if this will sort of resurrect this dying game in some way, but hey, it's on PS Plus, so I'll give it a shot like I did with, you know, shit like that uh what was that racing game did that destruction destruction all stars script destruction all stars yeah. yeah yeah give that a shot didn't like it too much so we'll see how this goes yeah but, it eh. uh it doesn't look great eh. it looks eh. it looks rough around the edges um, very mediocre to me but i am i'm all, all down all for trying some new stuff you know all right for sure here comes the big one here this is one that i know that you're this, very excited for they show god. we got we got to see more of sifu oh my god steven <laughs> tell me about sifu andy so it's like a roguelike fighting situation. And mm-hmm. when you die, you get older mm-hmm. and older. It's it's dope. Dope. And I'm pissed that it gets released next year. It got pushed back to next year. Uh, they dropped this weird like, oh, yeah, it's delayed. 
<laughs> in the state of play. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I get it. Take your time, guys. You know, I'm all for that. But ugh, it does look so sexy. Like the more I see this game, the more I want to play it. Kung Fu beat him up. Give it to me. Yeah. It's all about flow and, you know, keeping that timing and that rhythm. It looks really mm-hmm. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And that and it's basically one giant cutscene or like one mm-hmm. giant scene that you're fighting mm-hmm. in. Um, right. A la Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty cool, that Daredevil scene. Uh, We also got a first glimpse at the gameplay for Jet the Far Shore, which is one Mm -hmm. of those very obscure, esoteric peace games where you just kind of run around. Um, Yeah, like an exploration kind of game. Yeah, Yeah. checking out planets and worlds and people and just it's a very laid-back, chill kind of game. Not the most graphically stunning game, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is definitely on my radar for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we uh, we got Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the mm-hmm. Hinokami Chronicles. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of words for something I don't understand. Have you seen this anime before or read the manga? Neither no. have I. No. It has a huge following. Mm. Uh, Ken's brother was in town for the weekend. He came from Colorado and he was watching this on his phone the entire weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. And was like... It's not is very social really, now, is it? Is it? No, not really. But I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, he could. He was watching while I was playing games, so it was uh-huh. a perfect match. I'm going to talk to you. You're not going to talk to me. Just in, our, in our zones, doing our thing. That's how I like it. But I'm like, is this anime really that good? I've heard really good things about it. But for me, seeing this trailer is seeing that blur between anime and video game. Is It's getting so close. You can't tell anymore. Like, mm. That it's a game that it's has such stunning visuals, right? So it looks really cool. So, all right. Yeah i i need to care. Shot. i I need to. If something has that deep of a IP attached to it, mm-hmm. I'm already put off because I don't have that connection mm-hmm. with the IP. If it if the mm-hmm. game was the IP, if it was a brand new thing to me, and uh, the game I was see. that thing, I'm much. It's much easier for me to. So get into if the, it's the a licensed game. But you don't know said license. It's like, eh, right? I don't give a, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like I never got into like the Naruto games. Like I know some of them were pretty cool. Oh, and I did because I love that franchise. So right. I was like, I, ne- yes, I never games. played. I never re- watched any of that. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Dragon Ball Z. I I grew up on. I grew up on Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So like, almost all of those games I have some connection to. Even though I don't right. like fighters, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or fighters was. G- like perfect for me because it was really easy to play um mm-hmm. see all the flashiness and i knew all the characters so it's there you go. much easier for me to get into stuff uh death stranding director's cut uh we got to yes. see a little bit of that this N- new mission is my, my favorite part of the whole show i'm sure it was i'm sure it was i am so glad that kojima is not done with this world yet he's am, putting new yeah. story new mm-hmm. weapons new missions new equipment new shit right I'm here for it. I'm glad that the producer of Death Stranding, which is Hodeo Kojima, stopped yes. director Hodeo Kojima from putting right his full vision into this game so that we well, can get this director's cut. Director Hodeo Kojima said he hates the name director's cut. Right. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird because he directly names his games. So right. it is what it is. Uh Deathloop. We got nine mm. minutes of Deathloop gameplay. I know you're excited. The more I see this, the less I care. 
Really? Yeah. It, it nothing about this thing intrigues me. I just I just want to play it because you know you know with me with first person games I kind of shy away from military, mm-hmm. like Call of Duties, Battlefield. I'm I'm coming around to it. I was sold a little bit on it on E3, but I like a unique non-military shooter, and this screams that to me. Yeah. Plus, I'm falling in love with roguelikes more and more by the second. I feel. Mm-hmm with Hades and Returnal, just like so much and like Loop Hero. So I'm, I, I'm into this. I want to see it and play it. Comes up September 14th. I think the... Now, please, you know, bear with me here. I, I'm bearing. There's I'm bearing. something about the art style that puts me off as well. I, really? I think the character design is... is It just doesn't speak to me. I don't now, know. I like the aesthetic. I don't I'm, I'm, like the look. That's, that doesn't make sense. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. Were you a fan of the um, Dishonored games at all? I didn't play them. Mm, I did not. Great D- games. Dishonored. I, I did not get into. Um, really great franchise. It's on my wall. Of Part shame. two especially is like yeah. arcane. They know the genre well, and seeing them tackle a roguelike has me very excited. Mm. And this is very stylish. And again, I'm I, I just like a day one buy for me. Mm. But. Uh, mm. Seeing you become less and less interested is a. Uh, it also I think shocker. It, it also I think it triggers my uh, my OCD a little bit and my anxiety mm-hmm. where I know that you have to keep starting over and over and over like you you know mm-hmm. going through and like I don't like the having to do the perfect thing you know or like figuring that part out. I don't know. I just right. it's just not my style of gameplay. Uh, and finally, Lost Judgment. Uh, got oh. a it's uh, final. Uh, I don't know if it's a final trailer, but it's a, another trailer here, and we got a release date September twenty right. fourth. Um, this game looks goofy as hell. Um, you know, I still can't get over seeing these games with American voice actors. It's weird, right? It's really weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> um, but that is actually going to bleed into uh, out, uh, one of our stories here on the dual screens report. So I'm just going to mm. get right into that one. This comes from you're, Kotaku. You're such a smart boy, right? This is a report, uh, Kotaku here, Brian uh, Ashcraft reports, Judgment Series is ending <gasps> uh, oh, no. over the PC version disagreement. This How weird is, so is this? This is the silliest piece. It's it's borderline hype zone news, this headline, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. Give, give, give us the dirty details. Sega scored a big coup by signing up uh, Takuya Kimura one of Japan's biggest celebrities to star in its Judgment games. With Kimura comes bonafide star credentials and, of course, talent agency power. That last point, according to one report, could be uh, the budding franchise's downfall. According to weekly publication Nikon Taitsu, Taitsu, sorry, a Japanese entertainment insider, is quoted as saying that the upcoming Lost Judgment will be the last entry in the series because, the eh, the insider explains... Those on the side of the game developer and those on the side of the talent agency um, uh, uh, are said to have been unable to reach an agreement regarding the platforms to sell the game. Kotaku has reached out to Sega for comment, but they did not hear uh, back. So I have a theory over why this is a problem, although it seems like it really probably shouldn't be a problem. I'd I'd love to hear that. Um, Give give me this theory. (laughs) So my theory is, Andy, that this ha- this is a um, likeness IP licensing issue where mm. 
we've heard we've seen this before where celebrities or uh, IP are change are easily changed, modified or used in different ways in PC games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if this has something to do with the the fact that um, the community for for some of these PC uh, games can mess with it, and maybe they just have higher standards for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much more controlled on consoles, so mm-hmm. um, and it's much more quantifiable as well mm-hmm. on consoles because, as you know, PC games like you could get these things pirated very easily on PC. It's very difficult to do that on a console. So I think because of how, like we're, we, you and I will never really understand how popular this actor is in Japan. Mm, Of course. But I'm thinking it's like on the levels of like a Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. is to us here in in the States. And if Robert Downey Jr.'s agent said, hey, he's going to be in this video game but not on PC because we don't want anybody fucking with his likeness and putting him in different games and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever without us getting paid, you know, right. I'm bat sure, an eye, you know? Yeah. I'm sure most folks, you know, on our side of the planet feel, well, why is an actor dictating where a game gets released? It's like, you have no say in this matter. Like just do your part and shut up and go home and get your paycheck. But understanding it from his perspective from where he's from and what his name carries those protections should remain i mean i think it's like the second time you've had some weird shit with this game before like was it like a drug addict or uh, an actor that was yes. like busted for drugs they, had, yes. they, they took it they took him out of the game yep. and they had to put a whole new character in yep so yep. weird stuff with actors and japan stuff is like very <laughs> very they're all about honor as you know like they're yes. like honor is a huge thing for them um mm-hmm. which isn't isn't a bad thing but they take it to like the nth degree and they hold people to mm-hmm. a very high standard so this could just mm-hmm. be something this could just have something to do with that um right and i feel like overexposed. listen i would rather it's kind of shitty to you know leave out the pc audience but i'd rather this the series live on and cut out pc and just die because we're, we're just getting started now with this franchise mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a stand-in for the Yakuza classic gameplay, right. the more GTA action right. but button-mashing gameplay. Yep. So to see this go away so soon, just um, I have two things I love. I have RPG with Yakuza and beat him up with uh, Judgment. And seeing one leave is like, fix this. Find a way to fix it so we get both of these shits, more and more of them in the future because it's, it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Just give me uh one second because it looks oh. like uh it looks like OBS has frozen. Oh, so I love I don't, when that I don't know if it's I don't know if the numbers are continuing right, on the recording. Right, I have no right. idea because it's not telling me anything. Right in the middle. So as it were. I'm just gonna wait this out and see if it fixes itself. Usually it does. There we oh. Oh. Okay, oh. so I don't Stream is still live. Okay, it's mm-hmm. still live, but I don't think it's recording. Because <laughs> uh, it's completely frozen. So oh, we're gonna Lord. we're gonna wait on this. I could press record in the Zoom call and just capture it this way. No, I'm not editing. I'm not doing a crazy edit. It's not <laughs> happening, Andy. It's not happening. Uh, I'm gonna control alt delete this this bad boy and see what's going right. on here. 
Right. Uh, do, 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 in do, the meantime, we can, OBS. we can check in the chat. Yeah, check with the chat real quick. And yes, the down, the downfall was real. Like, folks did go to jail over that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's, 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 I understand the concern if that is indeed the case. Oh, baby, with- it was recording the whole time and we're back. <laughs> All right, beautiful. It just, it just refreshed itself and we're good. Woo! Okay, so we didn't lose anything, right. folks. Hopefully. Cool. Hopefully. And no all that, promises. We got extra no crap is what we just got right now. <laughs> A bunch of extra shit. Yeah, I don't know what, right. the hell, what the hell just happened, but I think we're back. I think we're back. Can we? We're not, can we confirm? Gonna... This is what happens live. Twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. High quality content. Thank you to our Patreon producer. Uh, did we? Are we back? Chat. Can you please confirm that everything is golden right now? Can mm-hmm. we confirm that right now? As I uh, get ready for our our segue into our next topic, mm-hmm. which I had a good one. We never left. Good. Okay. Even, Here we go. Even better, Andy. <laughs> segue, Andy. baby. Segue me. Andy, Steven, we just got started with judgment, the judgment series, right? We, that's what you said. You said we just got started with it. We just got started. Yes. And if you just got started with the Witcher three, it would now take you an additional several, several years to finish because the Witcher three is getting free DLC based off of the Netflix series. Andy, can you take us into this one? Yeah. Yeah. Who asked for this? Anyway, Witcher three, the wild hunt next gen update is coming the PS5 and Series S and X and Ooh. PC later, later this year. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, we've also prepared some free DLC, some free DLC inspired by Witcher Netflix. More info mm. coming soon. So CD Projekt Red dumped this over Twitter. It was announced also, I think, during WitcherCon, which mm-hmm. is a thing I didn't know was Did, a thing. It, like, that is... That that is something we really don't need. We don't yeah. need a The Witcher Con. Right. I feel like BlizzCon is like a celebration of all things Blizzard. It's got Diablo, it's got right. you know, Star StarCraft, Warcraft, Overwatch, a lot of a lot of content there, but Right. WitcherCon it's only had 3 games. Well, and, and, and books then, and, you and now the show not, and you know they're not going to be talking about 1 and 2. However, maybe it was supposed to be CD Projekt Con, but Cyberpunk ruined all uh, that. They don't. They don't sound that sexy. CD they were like, Project Con. we can't. We can't show. <laughs> we can't show uh, Cyberpunk because it still doesn't work. What do you imagine this looking like, Stephen? A CD uh, like- Projekt Con. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Netflix DLC shit. Oh, I don't know. That, like the show is really, really. The first episode of that show is so mm-hmm. off-putting. Mm-hmm. In how it's structured, mm-hmm. that if you don't know the series like mm-hmm. really intimately, you're you're lost. And mm-hmm. my wife loves high fantasy. She loves like this kind mm-hmm. of. She loved Game of Thrones, and so I was like, "Oh, The Witcher, that's perfect for her. She gets to see Henry Cavill with his shirt off. It's gonna be great." And she was like, "I don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on. Like it was. Com- she was completely lost." You know what I can't wait for, Stephen. To have this game have the Netflix logo just plaster all over it. I in hope. Future. I hope. Uh, so good. I Such hope. Good luck that when you series. finish. I hope that when you finish a quest in this specific Netflix series, the free LC, you get that horribly obnoxious and way too loud. Dung, dung, when you start you know what Netflix, it should do. It should just play that noise over and over again. It should be like, are you still playing this game? We're like a hundred hours deep. <laughs> 
<laughs> continue playing. Yeah. You still there? <laughs> are you still there? Continue playing. Are you, are you still here? <laughs> are you still here? Speaking of still here, you know it's not going to be here soon. That's Ghostwire Tokyo. Aw, this upset me a yeah. little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But again, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. We're living in the post-cyberpunk world. And if you want to delay a game, um, I'm going to applaud you and, and be like, yes, do that. You make, did it. make a game that's not buggy as shit. So uh, Tango Works gave us an update today that they made the decision to delay the launch of, Tokyo, of Ghostwire Tokyo to early 2022. Very upsetting. We want to get this game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. So, okay, I'm all for that. Delaying it, make it fine. I mean, this was kind of obvious to me. We haven't seen this game in a very long time. Like, I feel like if it was coming out this year, it would have been like a match for match in Deathloop marketing. Right. But it's been sort of like AWOL since I think the director left in March. That cute girl from the Bethesda show from E3 two years back or three years back. Yeah. Remember her? Yep. She was so adorable. But then she left because she was going insane and the crunch was legit for her. So I wonder if that impacted this, us not seeing it for a long time and now being, hey, we're not getting it until next year. Yeah. But again, if you want to take your time, cool. I'm all for it. Game delays don't I'll bother wait. me anymore. I'll wait. They, they really don't. Like they really truly don't. The the more I look at my backlog, here here's one. I it's in within reach. You see this? You know, do you, do you know, hear this listener? Do you hear that? Hold on. You know, you hear that? I, I, I hear a plastic wrap that on is the game. Shrink wrap and never on played. Phoenix and uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's what that is. I and still haven't opened this too. game. I know, and I want to <laughs> play it, but I want to be Biomutant first. <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna challenge that a little bit about delays not bothering you. Okay. Delays bother me when there's like a date if oh, it's like, like this is coming out in it's coming out july days. july yeah, 5th yeah. and then like okay. a week a week prior uh it's gonna be six more months you guys and it's like really you should have known a little bit yeah but things with, with nebulous release windows like it's coming 2021 and it's like eh, 2022 eh, okay all right i'm fine with yeah. that i'm fine with that yeah um it's i mean Listen, delays are going to happen. The, the one thing I, that I took away from this is when I was reading mm-hmm. the statement on the delay, you can literally copy and paste. You could put all of the, the statements from all of the games delayed the last two years, and I swear to God they use the same, the same exact template. I'm sure there's like an industry standard. Not like, visual here. template, but like the actual words that they say. It's like, Here's- we were really <laughs> excited to give you... Insert so put game. this game in your hands, right. and now we're gonna give us some more time to make it the most perfect version of right. this game. Right. We have been working really hard on insert game. Um, we appreciate your support for insert, insert game. game. Like that's all it. Like, and they're just like, all right, now change the words a little bit and make it Works. so we don't get so, Steven, <laughs> so we don't get in trouble for plagiarism. This sounds like when I email developers to come on the show. I'm always like, right. did I did I get the name right? Did I get the, did I get the studio right? Did I change all the keywords? Ah. <laughs> uh. If only life had an easy mode. Speaking mm. of, mm. Psychonauts 2 has yeah. my the, probably the best easy mode I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Andy, talk, tell us about Psychonauts Invincibility Mode. So Psychonauts 2 is going to feature an invincibility toggle. It's like having a cheat on all the time. Mm-hmm. So it can, quote unquote, to enable all ages 
all possible needs to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing process. Sorry, it's an ongoing and important process for our industry and a challenge we need to meet. So apparently Double Fine was like, listen, if you beat Psychonauts 2 on easy mode or invisibility mode, you still beat the game. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to challenge that. <laughs> okay. Like why? Like, honestly, like for, for I've never understood the fervor and the anger and the yelling into the ether of Twitter when a game has an easy mode. Like we, like we saw with, um, the argument is always, well, if I play it the way the devs intended it, well, the devs intend you to play the game. No, they they don't (laughs) intend you to Mm -mm. always play like the hardest version Mm -hmm. of their game or like they want you to play the game. They want you to go from beginning to end Mm-hmm. And then p- want to play it again. And mm-hmm. typically in a game's design, you start off with easy enemies. You end off with the hardest enemy. That's like mm-hmm. the typical progression of learn. a game. And you learn it the game. you through gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are games like uh, the Soulsborns where it's instantly as difficult as it's going to be. And, mm-hmm. then it, and then it's just variations on that difficulty. Mm-hmm. It's like you need to have the skill. Figure it out. You're not getting past this first boss until you figure it out. Okay, now you got past the first boss. Cool. Now we're gonna see how good you are at those skills, and then they they do that. But you get uh-huh. you 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 refine those tools from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and perhaps if you say, oh, there's an easy mode, but I, maybe I just want to play the game and see the ending. Like maybe I I bought this game and I just want it. That's what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. So like I'm all for it, especially for people who have, for lack of a better term, special needs where mm-hmm. they may not be able to experience a challenging game the same way mm-hmm. you and I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that's always good. I think the, the the one that really opened my eyes to this was the, um, uh, I forget what, what, what they called it, but it was, ba- it was the Mario Kart eight mm-hmm. deluxe that had the like auto turning thing for like kids. Like you, you mm-hmm. can just push forward, push, push gas or brake or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And like, teach kids how to play the game you know what i mean but without Mm. them being miserable and going backwards because that always happens like when a kid first picks up mario kart they just go backwards they slam into the sides they get hit Mm -hmm. by every projectile they throw useless blue shell um Mm -hmm. if they could even get a power up so i like this stuff i it's especially important in games that are targeted towards younger audiences like with with even Mm -hmm. just art style and marketing like a Mm -hmm. psychonauts 2 what are your thoughts yeah, I feel like for a game like this, uh, I don't think it's it doesn't look very challenging and hard off the bat. So I'm sure. not sure why you have to announce like this mode. Like I get it. Like you want all ages to enjoy your game. Totally fine. Um, I think there should be some sort of line we draw between. This should be something that games for younger crowds should have in mind, but not for all games. Um, with some key points, I feel like like Returnal, for example. Returnal is a game I busted my ass through for many, 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 many hours. And now that I'm doing cleanup on it for the for the platinum, I wish I had something like this that unlocked in the end game. Right. It's like you busted your ass for like so many hours. You want to get some trophies? We're going to give you God mode to just plow through the game and get those fucking stupid logs and go through it. Right. That I get, but I wouldn't ask for like an easy mode at the get go. For a game like Returns, like that well, that game is all about yeah. Um, no, a, a I get cha- that a, a challenge. 
Or, or a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But, you know, in, in the same thing, and, and like actually to, to go against what I was saying, like those games aren't targeted for younger audiences. Like they're, they are M for mature, T for T, right. whatever they are. Whereas right. Psychonauts is probably going to be an E for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And they want to make sure that that E for everyone actually stands for E for everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ERSRB could put a sort of disclaimer on the box that if your game doesn't have an easy mode, it can't be E for everyone. And so like, all right, your content is mature anyway, so don't worry about it. But if you're making a cartoony little game, you know, make sure it has an easy mode because your target audience should be able to enjoy it. And especially, you know, anyone with any sort of needs. It, uh, it, It reminds me, there was an article I read many moons ago. I think it was on Kotaku or rock paper shotgun one of those two publications that was calling for a skip the boss button in cuphead yes and i was like what's the point this, that, that, that at, there's no point in playing the game then. at this point just watch videos on youtube like the yeah. that game was all that game was first it was it was all bosses that game when it came out then it was all right we're gonna make levels to string along these boss fights right to flesh it out some more right because that game was like shadow colossus when, yeah. when they first conceived it so like eh, skipping boss fights, like let's have you know, it's a challenging game. It was it was designed to be challenging. Right. I want a game that's gonna push it because I feel like if you had a god mode in a game like a Bloodborne or a Cuphead or a Returnal, like that feeling you get when you beat a boss after losing five, six, ten times in a row, and getting the patterns down, getting the dodging just right, not being like overly greedy with your hits and knowing when to back off and mm-hmm. play defensive. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that boss beater tick tick down to, and then you're like that elation you feel when you beat it. You you can't get that with the god mode. It's it, it takes all the fun out of the game. No, but for, that for, could all, for, for, for for those kinds of games. Right. But but then I could also like look at Cuphead and say, here Jack, you play. And he could just play. Right. With God mode. You know, like he just be like playing like sure. oh, this is great. I love it. You know, I want to take pew, your pew, skin pew, and pew. take your organs. Because he's creepy. Um, speaking of for kids, <laughs> oh shit! This is like an all you story. This is yeah. Like, this is pretty interesting. Um, someone uh, went into your brain and so, made this game. I feel <laughs> Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, Smash Brothers alike fighting game is coming to the Switch this fall. Uh, yeah, that it's wow. exact. So literally took wow. Smash Bros and PlayStation All Stars took literally took words now, out of the titles of those games here <laughs> and put it in the title of this game. So here's what I'm wondering, Stephen. The yeah. title of this headline that's from NintendoLife.com says is a Smash Bro alike. Smash Bros alike, yeah. And it's in it's in quotes. Is that a quote from Nickelodeon? Is it a thing <sighs> that they've is it a coin term? I this is our Smash not. Bros alike. <laughs> I I don't know. Um Here's the thing. Some of these games could be pretty cool, um, but what's... I mean, Brawlhalla is an example of well, yeah. a good game in this genre. But literally, it's PlayStation All-Stars, so they took the All-Star out, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Brawl, they took the Brawl out, they slapped mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Now, the roster yes. has me real, real happy, okay? Yeah. Unfortunately, well, we're only getting... According to this initial list, I'm sure you unlock them, but mm-hmm. two of the four Ninja Turtles, and they are classic mm-hmm. designs with a twist. 
mm-hmm. but they look like the classic design, not the current mm-hmm. uh, cartoon, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But you got Michelangelo mm-hmm. and Leonardo. He, he, biggest pop. Do you know what a pop is, Andy, in wrestling? No. Do you know what, what, Tell, what what's no. a pop? Tell me. What's a it's pop when the season? crowd goes crazy. Teach me. Oh, okay. It's when the crowd pops. Gotcha. Huge pop. Huge pop in my household when I saw Nigel Thornberry come across my screen. Mm-hmm. In glorious 4K mm-hmm. on my phone. Mm-hmm. See now, I I got that when we got Powder Toast Man. Powder Toast Man, dope. Because he's like, you know, he's the muscle of Red and Stimpy, you know. Right, right. <laughs> um, I also I also popped with uh, Zim. Oh, Invader Zim, yeah, mm-hmm. Invader Zim because mm-hmm. he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Notably missing from this, Andy, mm-hmm. quite a few characters. None of the Rugrats, but we do get Reptar, but. No- is that right. because we don't want to slap around babies? I'm hmm. wondering. Uh, potentially. I mean, we do have Lucy Loud from mm-hmm. the Loud House. And there's Helga from Hey Arnold. She's a young She's a child, but she's not a yes. baby, you know? And a baby, yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Wait, now, I know they don't own this, but how do they... Like, I feel like you can't make a Nickelodeon all-star brawl without Doug. Like, you know, I was just gonna say. No, he's Doug not their is, IP anymore. He's yeah, but he's notably missing from this lineup. Well, because Disney owns him now. I know it's so shitty. You know that that's a big problem here. But if we could get um, Quail Man, oh my god, like, Quail Man is <laughs> holy shit <laughs> needed in this video game. You know, See, here's here's what I'm wondering, Stephen. Yeah, Nickelodeon is owned by Viacom CBS. Viacom who also CBS owns who also owns MTV. MTV, right. Could oh. we get some like MTV shit? Oh, like DLC? Daria? Yeah, some Daria action. Little Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. Butthead. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's about uh-huh. all I know uh-huh. from their cartoon uh-huh. Uh-huh. lineup. Some Aeon Flux from back in the day. Oh, Aeon Flux. Wow. Yeah, um but clearly this is aimed towards children. So right, right. let's let's see. What what else do we got? I mean, Nickelodeon had some bangers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean Oblina from Our Real Monsters is an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that choice. Um, there should be a stage. There should be a stage that's from Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's just like a campfire setting. Oh, okay, yeah. I should do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a neat idea. I feel. What about what about Salute Your Shorts? We don't have any live action characters in this game. Well, that was you know, yeah, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Oh god, that's, that's scary. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, get it out. Get it out. <laughs> but you know, this could have been a SpongeBob game and I would have been all in. Right. If it was just SpongeBob like, characters there's a lot of each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there there's a lot to But let's just think about this. Like you have to be able to unlock Arnold. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, hey Arnold, Helga's in it, but not Arnold. That's weird. Yeah. None of right. the Rugrats, you got Reptar. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Patrick and SpongeBob and Sandy, which is fine, but you gotta have Squidward in there mm-hmm. and Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just have to. I'm I know I'm blanking on some Nickelodeon. You know what? Let's get into the old internet here. Nickelodeon cartoons '90s. Here mm-hmm. we go. Let's get in there. Uh, yeah, Turtles. Yep, yep. Invader Zim. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Was that it? Was that it? Rocket Power. Nobody from Rocket Power? Oh, Rocket Power. Oh, Angry Beavers. Is that a Nickelodeon The Angry show? Beavers, yes. yes. Angry Beavers. Yes. There's nobody from uh, mm. Cat Dog. We don't have Cat nor Dog oh. from Cat Dog. That should be a boss fight. How do we not have Anything. Cat Dog? Rocco's Modern <laughs> Life? 
Yeah. But I think they're I, yeah. owned by Netflix now, right? They did a mm. Netflix show. Mm-hmm. I know they mm-hmm. returned. Well, you know, this could all, I mean, you have 20 to start with. Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, Rocco's could join maybe at some point. Right. Jimmy, ne- Jimmy Neutron. Was that Where the fuck is Jimmy Neutron? Yes. Jimmy Neutron. Okay. Uh, now, Neutron? Here, here's the biggest one. I think the most important one. Keenan and Kel. Where is Keenan and Kel in all of this? Oh, we're doing real people again? I am. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, you know what you could do, though? You could do OMAC. It's going to do a good burger situation. You could do, you could do a Legends of the Hidden Temple level. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a double dare level. A double dare level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? I'm into that. I'm really into that. I mean, this, again, the gameplay doesn't look half bad. I'm not no, it lie. actually looks pretty good. It like, looks, I'm not, it looks yeah, fairly I'm not, competent. I'm not mad at, mad at it. I'm into that. Um, and, you know, when you have, like, the turtles in there, at some point you're going to get two more. You're going to get April. You're going to get Splinter. You're going to get Shredder. They're going to add a fuck ton at some point. If this... Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? In the chat, CTO the bro, Avatar, Airbender. Avatar, yep. Yep. Airbender. How do you not how do you not have that? Gotta have that in there. I mean, he probably just smoke all of them in a heartbeat. That's probably why. It's like can't compete. Could we I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility to get a Adventures of Pete and Pete cartoon version of them? <laughs> um oh, Pinky man. and the Brain was also a Nickelodeon property after mm. And animani- like it was, I don't know why, but it was on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But only Pinky and the Brain, not Animani- Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, hello, Blue's Clues. Oh my God! Is that blue? Do we not have around. blue going in there slapping dudes yeah. around? Well, again, that's probably because it's yeah. That, that's actually a good point. You know, we slapping dudes. You know, or, or get Steve in there or the new guy. Or uh, Eureka's Castle. Right. Remember Eureka's Castle? That was a dope show. That was a dope show. Anyway, we certainly wasted a lot of time on that story. That was that. Andy. (laughs) It's fine. I think that was our last story. Andy, this. Now we're getting The hype zone. The Andy. The (laughs) hype zone. I want to tell you something about the hype zone, okay? Mm -hmm. My mother sent Mm -hmm. me this article that you have in the Wow. It reached your mom. My mother texted me wow <laughs> god you know steven i'm sad about people sometimes with people with money people with money spend, need to like fucking and stop how it. they spend because earlier today i was talking to a developer for next next week's dual screens podcast uh-huh. episode and how their game is not fully funded yet and they're going to try to go the publisher route okay and unless that happens, they can't make their game happen. Right. I remember that. And then I, and then I see this article about this purchase. And I wonder, this could have funded so many dreams. So many. <laughs> but so here many. we are. A highest, the highest graded copy of Super Mario 64, a WADA 9.8, a double plus sealed 1996 copy of Mario 64 has sold for 1.56 million dollars which edged out I believe it was a copy of the original Zelda game for like 860,000 dollars 
what do you what does a person do with this once they have it because i don't want to get into like a morbid place right now but yeah. like i'm thinking about my stuff the things i own right. after i leave this earthly plane right. place and go into my spirit form at some point right. or reincarnation we come back as, as a fucking gnat no don't mean probably a toilet brush but like where does my stuff go in the end and someone's spending all this money on a cartridge that what do you do with it when you have it and why why is this something you you need so so i know like collectors that collect really, really expensive stuff that spend a lot of money on on expensive I, stuff. I mean, you they, know the whole Pokemon card. They scene. put them in a um, safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. Um, hope it get you know be Appreci- appreciates in value. Yeah, appreciates in value. I, I couldn't think of the word. I kept thinking depreciate, but that's not the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really it. You just wait to see if you ever need to sell that. Maybe pass it down to your children. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you're buying Nintendo 64 copy of Mario if, 64 for 1.5 million dollars, you are not procreating. If I had, <laughs> <laughs> if I had this much disposable income, my brain is a little broken now. If I had that much money, where I can plunk down 1.5 mil on a on a freaking N64 game. I would open that shit live on Twitch. I'd burn it in front of everyone. I'd be like, I'm gonna p- open it up and put it in a brand new N64 and play it for the first time. I would, I would, oh, I would burn it and scream capitalism as I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, you might as well light the money on fire. I could, t- I could tell you this. I could tell you this, like, without a doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. I would never, ever. If no matter how much money I had, I would never buy something like that and just oh, just to no. have it like I would buy what I would buy is a complete collection of like Nintendo games mm-hmm. opened, whatever, no matter the yeah. condition, just so I could have a complete library. Totally just would on, do that on the wall. Yeah, just like to- I would totally. Things. Yes, I would absolutely there. totally. Yeah. yeah, we're doing high fives. That's pretty yeah. good. High five. <laughs> um. I would totally do that. I would want like all the PS1 games, all the yeah. OG Xbox games. Like I would totally do mm-hmm. that. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. if they're opened. Like I don't need that. Yeah. But yeah. Literal game room is what it is. Yeah, like that's that's what I would do. I, I would buy yeah. I would buy like arcade cabinets. Oh yeah. You know. See cuz I can I can find value in that. I'd, I'd be playing it. Right. I'd have it hooked up to a wall like actually play right. the thing. Now like I can't ever touch this piece of merchandise. It's, I'll, it'll go down to like zero dollars if I even if a little bit of air gets in the cracks. Yeah, um, no, I don't care about any of that. It makes you wonder what what kind of person has yeah. this kind of money. Did Jeff Bezos just fucking buying these rare games? So what's going on? Well, rich people just went into space this week. Yeah, they did. Like whatever. I I don't. Yeah, I can't. I, he- I hear that they're good at rockets. Those rich people. Yeah, rich people really like making rockets. Mm-hmm. I have, you know what? I have, I have a plea for rich people. Stop being about rockets. No, no, no. I need <laughs> you all, every one of you that is watching this or listening to this, to tweet at or tag or whatever as many rich people as possible. All of them. 
celebrities, specifically and especially Bill Gates, because I feel mm-hmm. like he, we're close. We like we he's he's the closest to actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Just get at him and say, "Hey, dual screens, you should totally, totally give them money, so that they can quit their jobs <laughs> and do this forever." You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Get in nice. there. Put it in their face and be like, listen, they're hardworking. It's not like they're not putting in the work because God knows we're putting in the work. It's not like we're lazy millennials that just want a handout. No, no. Mm -hmm, We want mm -hmm. the handout, but we're not lazy millennials. We'll we'll work for the handout. Yeah, we're working for it. We're not going to just go off into the sunset. Right. We're just going to like make a studio Mm -hmm. with like multiple rooms where we can Mm -hmm. do like different Mm -hmm. types of shows. We would maybe fly guests in because we're at that level, you know? Right, right. You know, and Bill legit. Gates and Bill Gates will it, it will get Xbox in trouble because it'll be seen as bribery. You see, mm-hmm. paying us off for our good-natured stuff. But yes, we'll put people on payroll. We'll have a staff. Mm-hmm. We'll be a mm-hmm. job creator, Andy. Mm-hmm. We already mm-hmm. have a, a staff. We just hold them hostage. Yeah. Imagine if we had money to pay them. Like we pay them in smiles and we pay them in small amounts of money. Very small amounts of money. If they're getting paid at all. (laughs) Small, small amounts of money. Whatever we could we could get in there. You understand? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I honestly, I think Bill Gates, I think Bill Gates is very philanthropic, loves to give money to charity. Mm Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. maybe change dual screens into a 401c charitable organization. Right. I could, yeah, definitely. You know, where we yeah. we provide, what, what, like what would our charity service be? The most amazing money laundering scheme that it was ever conceived. Oh, right, money laundering, yeah. No, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We're That's not Ozarks with this shit. We don't want to. Um, we, we don't want to be that, Andy. You know what I would do, Stephen? What would I would, you do? Y- you've heard my dream before. If I had a lot of money, what I would do? You I would, would just. You would f- buy I, whistle children and corgis. No, there's there's that. There's that. Okay. <laughs> I can I can achieve that now if I really stop buying bullshit. Okay, that's fair. Technically, that's fair. But with a lot of money, I would just fund a bunch of indie game projects. Oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go like, what does your game an need? Indie game publisher. Yeah. What does your game need? Here you go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't want any of the rewards, any of the just name the credits, you know. I don't want any stake in your company or profits. Just your game looks dope. Make it, make this game. Here's here's some money. Go make it. Money, 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 money. Make it good. Well, that's gonna bring us to the end of the show, Andy. This was a good one. Oh, I had a good man. time. This had good energy. Yeah. Good energy. Yeah. If you want to follow back us on back, social yeah. media, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens at dual screens on Instagram. Twitter was the first one. If I didn't say that, our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcast, which I'm going to get back to the Facebook question of the week. I keep forgetting to do it. I will do it mm. tonight. I promise. Well, we uh, have Steven yes. before we go, go for the night. Yes. We have a mailbag. Oh, do we? That we have to address. Okay, let's do it. Let's address a mailbag. It was uh, quite the mailbag. Quite a mailbag. It, it wasn't so much a question as it was a hypothesis, hypothesis slash statement. Oh, that's right. I did see this. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So I would say do all the rigmarole and then we can end on this because this feels needs all of our attention to address okay. properly. Okay. <laughs> yes. We need our brain cells for this one. We do. Okay. We really do. You ready? Yes, please. Okay. From our favorite Patreon supporter, mm. Mr. Buzz Killington, friend of the show. Mm. 
he threw this in the mailbag and he says with all these chip shortages and everything selling out instantly one thing that does get talked about a lot is how sony is outselling two to one ps5 to series x and s consoles 2.4 to one yes originally it depends where you are originally i thought it was that they had better access to the chips and were able to get more now i think buzz your answer was that sony has some sort of like deal and they're <laughs> some other weird backdoor shit that they're doing with with amd but the real answer has been in front of our faces the whole time Microsoft recently finished upgrading all the xCloud series to Series X instead of Xbox One S. And for those who don't know, the servers that these games play off of the cloud, they're running on actual Xbox One S hardware processors in a data center on like, on like 2U racks. I think, I think it's like they have eight Xbox One S's per rack to stream cloud the stuff to people to cloud it so they've uh, they've swapped those one s's out for the new fancy shit the series x so they have been using a lot of series x towards that mm-hmm. now that it's done mm-hmm. their sales should start quote unquote catching up mm-hmm. they also have had a lot more batches popping up lately mm-hmm. so that should help with people getting one mm-hmm. i feel this is an interesting strategy but proves they have a different focus because they wanted to make sure xCloud is, a, is is its best rather than having a few extra console sales. Okay. Uh, question. I ha- Question. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> then, Go ahead. Then, then why doesn't the Series S also sell out? Or why, why is there more of those to buy? Okay. I'm going to say something that you're not going to hear often on this channel. Okay. Okay. That's not uh, what I. That's not what I meant, Buzz. I meant that <laughs> the Series S also sells out. If if they were focusing only on the Series X for their data centers, then there would be more Series S's out there, and therefore more sales being reported. But that's well, not here, the case. here's here's the, well to your point, Stephen. Um, a few, a few there's a few issues here. Um, I could right now go buy a Series S at Best Buy. Series S. Yes, Series okay. S. Um, so these things don't sell out quite instantly. I mean, they do go fast. Okay. But it's not instantly. Okay. Uh, but to Buzz's point, I will say this. And again, I won't say this often on the show. I do agree with him. And you know why, Stephen? Why? Because Buzz answered the question, if there was one, in his very last sentence. That Xbox opted to earmark Series X for its data centers for xCloud instead of selling a few extra consoles mm-hmm. and that's what they've done this isn't a hundred k consoles um, even a million it's like a very small number of series x are being removed from the the uh the digital storefronts and the best buys and the game stops for this project um we don't even know if that's true, though. That's well, the other thing. Like they say that, but the it, thing. it might not here's actually the be thing. the unit. It could just be some of the hardware for so the unit. But I, I did don't know how that works. a little bit of research on this because I saw this. I saw this on yesterday, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is like an interesting way someone's brain works to sort of like explain away why Sony outsells Xbox so much more 
that it's somehow by their own design that we're going to take away a large chunk of our systems, not make money on them, but put them in data centers to focus on xCloud. That sounds nutty to me, but I think okay. the, 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 the one true point is it was a few extra consoles in the grand scheme because Xbox, the way I, the way I read things when I went to my research, it's about eight Xbox One S, uh, One S's that go in these little things, these little, yeah. uh, in the, they call them blades, they oh, go the in data centers. Okay. Yeah, they go in these things they call blades. And they had made about, they made thousands of these, of these blades to go out to their data centers to push this xCloud tech into people's homes. The Series X, their processor is about four times, it can run simultaneously what four Xbox One S's could do. So you have a four to one ratio. So for every Xbox Series X that goes in a data center, it's equivalent to four in that same uh, One S in that same data center. So off the bat, you're using less Series X than you would be of the One S in this scenario. And let's say you're generous with this figure. I would say 25, maybe 40,000 Series X were allocated for this. So I don't see that's not going to make a that's huge not difference. Two to one. It's not going to, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. So I'm not, uh, that doesn't really explain why it's selling less than the PS5. It's the simplest answer, and that's the demand is higher for the PS5, which Sony knows. Yes. And they make I, more yeah. of their system. Right. Microsoft knows that they have demand, which is not good. It's there, but it's not as high. So they. And it doesn't they, have to be as high. They fabricate less than what everyone else does. Right. And, and they also are. It's as simple as that. They're also servicing a part of the, the consumer base that doesn't. Right. need to purchase their system because right. they have an X cloud because they have right you know right. other other means of playing right. these games why so, why would you want to make a bunch of series X consoles when you're pushing this X cloud streaming service I can play these games on my phone so why am I buying well, a series X yeah I mean you and I could but you know, I did, I did, I did buy I, I I did buy one recently though <laughs> in the recent and also I want to mention uh, when you say big batches being dropped, us that's true for us here in the states because this is the Xbox's largest market. You go elsewhere in the world, totally different story. You're not gonna find one in India. It's getting smoked in the UK. I'm talking like we're selling like a hundred thousand PS5s a week and like twenty five thousand Series X consoles in a week, mm. and that's their second biggest territory is the UK. So I can I can imagine. Microsoft pushing uh, those bulk batches to land here more than anywhere else in the world. So we'll see those more here, but elsewhere, different story. But again, I agree. They opted to earmark a few, a few extra console sales and put that towards uh, towards this XCloud. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm looking to. See, I'm seeing trying to see if I could find uh, how many like go into like how many servers they have they have they, they have 140 centers data centers so i mean we could be right, we right. could be upwards of you know 140,000 centers well listen listen if xbox was honestly uh 
taking millions upon millions of Xbox Series X consoles and stuffing them into data centers. We'd have heard about this by now. Like, hey guys, the stock is low because they're all in our data centers. Right. <laughs> Um, I, I think here, here's what I think about this this entire theory here. Mm-hmm. Possible, not plausible. No, I definitely listen. It's a fact that they that they use hardware to some extent. Yes, I just don't think it, it, it their servers is. I don't think it's the the a huge reason for the two to one no. or two and a half no. to one. That is definitely Nor not. Nor is it. Are you going to see no. a seismic shift and in, in catching no. up because the numbers. Like two to one, two and a half to one is not a small number. Like that—that's a big number. That—that's the difference between mm-hmm. when all, when it's all said and done, a million and a half a million consoles sold. Like that's that could be a huge number when you continue to scale it and it grows exponentially. So I—I right. I don't think it's. I I th- personally I think Microsoft I think uh, Xbox especially the series consoles they catch up. Once their first party games start dropping and dropping hot, once like 2022, late 2022, 2023 comes around, it's going to, that's when they're going to start catching up. It's going to be the same well, thing that we witnessed with PS3 Steven, in 2011, here's the thing. I don't think catching up is that even a focus for Microsoft. No, they're it's not, not really, but it's going to happen. I don't, I'm not saying it is a focus. Well, here's the thing. If you're not pushing, if the, if the physical device isn't your primary business, if you're all about player engagement and the X cloud and game pass and giving players options to play your games on multiple devices, be it your Xbox, your PC, your phone, your tablet, you've evolved past the square box in your living room. Are you going to commission more to be made when you're seeing your audiences playing more of your content on a tablet, a phone, a their PCs? That's the question. Well, because I, I have an answer to that. Like I have, I feel like I have an answer to that because mm-hmm. it's as simple as this. My brother is mm-hmm. five years older than me. Mm-hmm. He grew up on PlayStation and then moved to Xbox with the mm-hmm. uh, 360. Mm-hmm. He said to me, I think I want to get the new Series X. He has a one mm-hmm. S, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think I want to get the Series X. And I said, oh, you know, it's hard to get. But what you, I said, what you could do is you could sign up for Game Pass and get mm-hmm. xCloud and mm-hmm. go and get this Genki grip and you could do it right on your phone. You can mm-hmm. even cast it directly to your TV. And he said it's way easier for me to just get the console. Right. Like, so there are a lot more him than there are mm-hmm. you and I who are willing to do the, you know, Googling how, to, how do I set this up and, and play mm-hmm. this on my thing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not second nature for a lot of people who grew up gaming. And I think that's sort of the people that have been apprehensive about jumping mm-hmm. into the next gen consoles. Mm-hmm. And if you show them the games, the games, the games, the games, the games, the games, and you say you could do, all of this hoopla to play it on whatever you own now or just mm-hmm. buy our fucking box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you're going to see people say, I want to buy the fucking box because mm-hmm. look at the graphics. OMG. That's what they know. That's their DNA as a gamer, mm-hmm. as a console gamer. My brother has a, a, a PC that could definitely play games. He really does. Mm-hmm. He, like, he bought a, uh, a souped up PC because he needed something to help him with um, architecture stuff mm-hmm. for work. So he's got a very powerful PC. 
but he he he's not playing games on it. Like it's just not what what he wants to do. He's a console gamer and he mm-hmm. wants the new shiny Xbox. There's no mm-hmm. convincing him that XCloud Game Pass and all that shit or getting, you know, plugging in your DualShock via USB into your fucking thing, this that, the other thing. None of that appe- appeals to him. He wants to plug mm-hmm. in the box, plug it into mm-hmm. his TV, mm-hmm. turn it on and play games. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think when you start seeing all these, all the, the new Halo and the, all this, that, and the other thing, all those games mm-hmm. come out, especially Fable. He was huge into Fable. Like that's gonna get him to go. I gotta cat. I gotta buy that over. I a mean, Fable. We're talking twenty twenty four. Well, that's... whatever. You, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's there's going to be like the the main reason why PlayStation did what they did in the PS three era, where they mm-hmm. were being outsold three to one, and still and reversed it, started selling outselling Microsoft three to one at the in the last four years of the of that life cycle was because they had the catalog to back it up well they had the catalog steven you also you launch a year earlier you don't cost six hundred dollars yeah, but there wasn't yeah and the third no, there, party there games were, were shite ran like shite of on course the there, there, there weren't yes. so a lot there's a lot of factors there's a lot of factors a, a but catalog. if you were telling somebody who knew about if you if you were telling somebody it was holding out on jumping into next gen mm-hmm. if you told them uh, what 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 games they had in let's say 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. they're they're buying a they're buying a PS3 mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. A, a, a 360. Like if you just mm-hmm. put the games side by side, Uncharted's, you know, all that stuff. So, um, I just think that yeah. that that's what's gonna do it for Xbox, and that's what I'm most excited for. Like, yes, I have Game Pass, but it's so much easier to play with the big fucking black box. It's just it's just easier to do that. That's that's why. I ordered Please mine. do not add that as a quote. That's why I ordered mine. Yeah. A big black box but uh we'll see we'll see what the next couple of years bring for these consoles like what the sales are like once you get out of this whole like chip shorters nonsense i feel yeah. it's still a big part of the conversation so we'll see but clearly we know i mean this is a fact that the demand for ps5 is more than it is for series x currently mm. look mm. at trends look at you know the social media imprint when it comes to marketing and stuff like that the demand is higher because you're coming off of huge ps4 success right which wasn't quite there for the xbox one now that she looks mega appealing and i've bought into it more i've spent more on xbox in the last year than i have in the seven years prior in the previous console generation i'm on the game pass i have a series x coming in soon so you know it's 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 won me back in a lot of ways well, you've all, you have all won me back mm. and won my back and you can shave it for me next summer. Oh God, if you no. Want to. That's like, thank you so much for watching. Ladies and gentlemen, this to lose. has been dual screens, Crossplay <laughs> podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast, starring people you've never heard of. Probably watch us live on dual screens, uh, twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. Watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash dual screens, TV. Thank you to everyone who is watching and listening around the globe. We can't do this without you. We love you. Andy, thank you. This is a good one. Yes, indeed. This is a lot of fun. Thank you all. And as always, please be excellent to each other.